and welcome, Therese. I'm excited to have you here. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool to be here with you and a German living in Spain. I love that. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> so why don't we just dive straight in? Let people know where you're, where you're from, where you're based, and, and what, what do you do these days? Yes. So I am in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, um, I'm, and strangely, I'm a native. And there's in Arizona, I don't know where they go, but there's not a lot of natives here, right? Everybody kind of moves in and moves out. And so oh, okay. um, I love it. I love it. it don't, I don't really like not having an ocean next to me, but it's really, I, I really love it. Um, so that's what the, I have two kids, two adult sons. And um, so what I do is I work with women who I, who here's what I do. The way I, the way I describe it is like, we have these like secret places, like these heat secret or like hidden conflicts mm-hmm. that hold us back. And have you ever had, and I know I've had, like you do a launch, you put all your money, all your energy. And it's like, well, hell what happened? Right. Or you have a client that you think is going to sign up and they don't sign up. Or you actually sometimes self-sabotage unconsciously, right? And so what I do is a lot of people don't know why that happens or where Mm -hmm. to look for the cause of that. And I'm like the IT guy that goes in and goes, I'll find that virus, gets it out, (laughs) rebuilds the whole system, right? So that's what I do. I used to be be a psychotherapist, so I have 30 years of experience working with mindset. And then I've, I've added in, obviously, business coaching for the last 15 years, marketing strategy. And I'm kind of like a crazy healer like I had like I work with energy so it's this really beautiful blend of working on the inner game and the outer game oh I love that right up my alley (laughs) (laughs) so you're basically the the IT girl for people's business women's minds I think so yeah Yeah. I I was talking to somebody and she's just like well that's what you do is like oh my god I sort of do because most people don't you know we talked about it earlier what happens often is People are looking outside themselves. They're looking for, you know, the fastest path to cash or the six-figure blueprint. And I know you and I are like, we don't dig that. And usually the answers and the problems are inside. The reason you're not getting the success you desire isn't because you don't have the right formula. Not that we don't need strategy. Of course, we need a plan and a map and what to do. But my expertise is going in and helping you go, and this is why you're not successful and oh you want to be more successful let me kind of like unleash that in you so Mm. yeah so I'm I'm, well couldn't could not agree more that the key is always on the inside yeah you know because otherwise all these uh six figure or the six uh, successful formulas would work for people but they don't exactly we'd need one that would be it we could replicate you could just sort of follow somebody's (laughs) blueprint and you just kind of Mm so. You, you already mentioned that your background is in psychotherapy. Yes. You know, so I'm curious now how, I mean, how did you even get started with that? Is that something so that you kind of knew right from school? Well, it was psycho- well here's what they say. Um, usually therapists are really wounded and we want to fix everybody because we can't <laughs> fix ourselves. So um, there could be truth in that. You know, I came from a really dysfunctional family and I, from the time I was very little, I was counseling. I mean, I was, you know, saving people. I was, I was unfortunately in kind of a trauma situation. And so I think I I had so much codependence. It came naturally then I'm a helper. I'm a fixer. I got my worth. And 
my my needs met by being there for everybody. And mm. duh, I'm a smart girl, and I go to school, get a master's degree, then I start doing it professionally. Um, and it was great. And I, you know, here's the funny part. You'll you'll appreciate this because when I first became a business coach, I had such a chip on my shoulder, and it was, but I was only a therapist. Like, like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny, and I see that all the time. The thing that is often our biggest asset, the thing that we should just leverage the hell out of, I would apologize for because now I'm in the business world, and I thought I should have worked in a corporate environment or thought I should have had a business degree and I didn't have any of that. Mm. And so it took me a really long time. And thankfully I had girlfriends and business mastermind partners that would say, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> you are so much more skilled than most, most everybody else. But yeah. I couldn't see it because I was doing the, I'm not enough because, right. Mm. And I think we all do that. There's some, we all have a story of, I can't do it because, or, you know, the, the thing that makes us not enough. And so that's, that was a long time to get over that and just embrace the heck out of it and just go, uh-huh, I got some game here. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it took years. But, but it's, it's true. It reminds me of, um, you've probably heard of Rich Litvin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he often coaches people. Basically, he coaches people who, who have had a successful career somewhere and then yeah. transition into coaching. Mm-hmm. And they, they usually, you know, and they're normally people who are even doing really well as coaches, like fairly mm-hmm. sort of quickly, but most of the time they have exactly that problem. There, there, there yeah. is that thing that, and I remember when, when I started, um, when I left IT to start my sewing business, you know, it was that same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but right. I, I'd never really like, I'm a hobby sewing girl. (laughs) Like I I have no idea how to do that professionally. I'm only, it's like when you sort of Mm -hmm. all of a sudden back Mm -hmm. into that beginner seat. Mm -hmm. And and I think especially with, with coaching, it's easy to forget that all the other skills you've had, that they're like way more transferable than, you know, with other, other sort of career transitions. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what sparked, the transition for you from, from like to move away from the purely therapy? Yeah. So I, you, truthfully, I was a psychic. <laughs> I went to a wow. psychic and my psychic said, you know, you're going to do something else. Right. And I was like, no, I love therapy. What are you talking about? I had two little kids at the time and she, I'd go to every two, every year and she'd say, you know, you're doing something else. Right. And I'm like, no, I, I don't see anything else. And then I was like, well, but maybe I'd like to do speaking. Well, maybe I'd like to do teaching. Maybe, you know. And so then I just saw an ad for life coaching school. And I decided to take that leap. And that was, it was still an easy, you know, from a therapist to a coach, a life coach, there's, there, it's just different questions, basically. Mm. But it's still the same skill set. The biggest leap, though, Anka, was when I decided to jump in and be a business coach. That one kicked my ass. That one mm. was, that was, I, you know, I had, I had been to a networking event, the first one ever I went to, um, and I got on their newsletter. And so then they sent to this newsletter that said business, and this was probably 2003, maybe, business coaches want it. 
And on paper, there was not a single part of me that should have applied for that because I hadn't, I have, I have a criminal justice degree and I have a master's degree in counseling. <laughs> I never read a business book. I never worked in a business. I mean, it was just like, what the heck am I thinking? But I know that that moment, my soul guided my fingers mm. to type that resume. And I, and I, so within a day, I'm now a business coach because they hired me <laughs> and I interview really well. And it was, I, you have ever felt like a fraud, like, holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. What am I going to do? <laughs> so that was a huge, cause now I'm having to sell, you know, as a therapist, cause I had a husband back in the day and I was very, I didn't need the money. Now I'm having to actually make sales. I'm having to mm. have selling conversations. I'm having to price myself and package and like all the things that I now teach people. I didn't know how to do any of that. I literally threw myself in the deep end of the pool. So Mm, I, I love, I love the, the, my fingers just, I've just, I mean, I've done stuff like that. You know, I yeah, got my butt yeah. on a, on a stage to speak at a conference that same way. I just watched oh my, my fingers type. It's funny how there's always good things coming from crazy shit like that. Well, and I think, I think that's one of the, you know, people don't talk about that when you follow your intuition or the crazy guidance, mm. that is where, you know, you, for me, that one decision, I literally can say that one decision changed the whole trajectory of my life. Not that I had a bad life before, but it allowed me to be more fully who I am. Like I ended up not, I'm not saying as a result of that, but I changed so much. Suddenly mm. my husband wasn't that interested in who I was. Right. Ah. So grew apart ended change, you know, my marriage ended and it forced mm. me because I was a woman with a man that made a lot of money and I was very content to be taking care of a woman, raising kids and didn't have that much interest in business. And now I'm like, oh, oh God, I got to make money. I got it. And I didn't know, like, can I raise my boys as a single mom? Can I make the money? And mm. so who I've gotten to grow into as a leader and as a powerful woman, I mean, it's like, it's the coolest thing because my, my boys get to see a new me. I get to have experiences I never would have had had I not. Seriously, that, that one crazy fill out that application moment, pew, everything changed. And so I just, if you're listening to this, I really inspire, I want you to be inspired. Like, take the risk, take the risk, take the risk, mm. take the risk. There's nothing more important than that. That's so true. And, and the thing that always strikes me is that how much of a risk is it actually? You know, what's exactly. the worst thing, exactly. what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, so, well, okay, if they hadn't hired you, well, then they hadn't hired you. So what? you exactly. Know? And yeah. then you would have done something else. So it's not, but exactly. I mean, what, what I hear in your story is that realization that building a business mm -hmm. is so much more about who we are as a person. I could not have said it better, love. That that is that is one hundred percent. It's because there's the what you're doing, hmm. but the work I do with people is who you have to be and become. What you know, what actions are you taking from that new place? Not the what some other mentor told you or what's working for so and so, right? It's really who you are becoming, and that is the hardest work. Yeah, but that's the essence of it. And in that, if you look at it that way, then your background makes all the sense in the world. I why did it take me so many years mm. to figure that out? Right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And people, finally, people would say, you know, the reason I hire, I'm hiring you is because I love that you were a therapist, right? Mm. And, and so now I fully integrate it. Because, but the truth is, when I started um, 
so I did life coaching and I, I started in the business coaching thing, but I, I worked in a coaching company. So I started my own, like when I'm fully only by my, you know, I didn't work for coaching companies starting in 2008. So I've been in this thing for how many years is that? 12 years on my own. And back then nobody was talking about mindset or intuition or feminine energy, mm. um, spirituality. So it also were very different times. And so I, not that I say I was masquerading as a marketing strategist, but it, it's a different era today. Now we have more access. We can, we can show up and be a little woo woo. You know, we can show yeah. our personal or vulnerable parts. Whereas back then it was, it was very much more um, do it like the big boys, very masculine oriented, very formulaic. And so that's how I started. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So how was it different from like in terms of getting clients, how would it, how was it different if your aim, like your target audience would be women in business as opposed to, you know, the life coaching you did before, how was that? Was it different? You know, what was different is my intentionality, if that's a mm. word. Um, in the old days, I, my marketing was literally put my hands in the air and go, please, God, send me a client. <laughs> I did, uh, and I, you know, we still do that stuff today, but I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And I, Again, everything that I teach today is because I've made all those mistakes. Mm. And the biggest mistake was not being real. And I didn't know mm. I wasn't being real. You know, like I, I work with people on their messaging. And when I look at my first website, I'm not even on it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a little, <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of on it. There's like a little one-inch picture of me in mm. the corner in a business suit. It's really blurry. And I'm like, oh, good God, girl, you were hiding out. Because I didn't know, right? I... I, I just didn't know. And I didn't understand, especially if you have a service-based business, like if you, what you sell is you, yeah, you got to be in it. Like you can't just, you know, in the old days there were yellow pages, like all the ads sound the same. And that's, that's how it was. It was just say this word, this word, this word. And there was a lot of focus on, well, what would sell? What mm. do they want to hear? Get your do market research, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to today, I just be me and I just be vulnerable and I just speak my sassy self and I just trust the energy of that will communicate. And, and it, so what's different is how fully present I am today. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there, there's haters. Sometimes we're like, Oh, you swear, listen to you. You're terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> go to hell. No, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Like, you know, I saw so that. That's the difference today is the, is the authenticity and the vulnerability. Yeah. And it makes all the sense. I always say it's like a, like anything you put out there, it's like a filter mm -hmm. that allows the people who resonate with you come in closer yes. and the ones yes. don't, that don't, don't. There we go. There we you go. Know? And, and the swearing one is a funny one because, you know, some people will be like, oh, you know, and I like you even more. <laughs> exactly you know? so it's, I it's knew it. yeah 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 exactly. and and well, i sometimes have a dog in the background and and if you oh, can't yeah, yeah. stand dogs then we're not going to get go. on <laughs> there we go i'm surprised we haven't heard mine so yeah <laughs> you know good marketing is designed to repel that's true Absolutely. right but yeah. we we play it it's, you know i think as women we really have been trained to like you have to be everything to everybody yeah and so we don't want to say that because that would be polarizing we don't want to say that because that could exclude somebody well, you can't serve everybody that has a pulse, right? Yes. Like you have to go, this is who I am and this is who best will work with me. These are the right people. And like for you and I, people that like dogs and swearing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, those two qualifiers. I mean, and it's it sounds silly, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's just being real with who you are. Mm. <laughs> Perfect lines. There's, there's people who like dogs and swearing. That's very funny. <laughs> those are just two characteristics. I'm sure there's more, but we can start there. Yeah, we can start, start the sorting there. process, right? Yeah. 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 So, so what? What are the kind of like I know that I'm I'm a recognized recovered people pleaser and that was the thing that got me into deep trouble with my sewing business. Yep. So what do you find are the most common things that people run up against? That's such a great question. That is a great question. So there's the conscious things and then there's the unconscious things. And I'm a woman that's over, I'm I'm a lot over 40, (laughs) a few decades, two decades over 40. And what I know is that we are acculturated as women to people please, to caretake, to overgive, to undercharge, devalue ourselves. And um, it's really hard sometimes if that's been in your wiring, that's been our cultures, our gender, sometimes our religion, everything about us has given these messages. Now you're in the business and you got to step up and sometimes you got to say no. Sometimes you got to piss people off. Sometimes you can't take everybody. What? Like that was really hard for me. Like, wait, but, but somebody needs my help <laughs> and I'm bending myself and, you know, giving my services away and doing all kinds of stuff because I was so trained to always, I was a freaking therapist, of course, like I got to take care of people. And so as a woman to pull back and say, you know, these are my people, this is the contribution I do. And what I do to make it right for my little codependent people pleasing head. It's just, I do free stuff. I do a lot of Facebook lives. I run a free women's group. I've got a a beautiful Facebook community. So that sort of tends to the part of me that really, really wants to have a big reach and help as many people as I can. But then the paid stuff gets, they get more of my time, obviously, because Mm. I have to value myself and not, you know, we've all given ourselves away. We've all burned our adrenals out. So I mean, I could, this, I could talk about this topic for like seven years. So you're going to have to ask me <laughs> more questions or to stop. <laughs> I can, yeah. This is such a big topic for women. It's, and it's true. And I think on top of it, you've got, you get all the educational system that doesn't prepare us for exactly. being an entrepreneur either. And for that not whole sense all. of taking ownership, like you have mm-hmm. to help, you know, you're at the helm and if it goes pear-shaped mm-hmm. and that's your problem there's nobody exactly. nowhere to hide nowhere to yeah and I think there's something that I, I like we were talking before and I heard uh, I heard you speak to Barbara Ames today and and there yeah. was something you mentioned about the 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 taking ownership of your value mm-hmm. and this whole, and I think this is such a huge topic. And there yeah. was the, the thing that really struck me where I thought, yes, it was when you said, it's not about you. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Great. Well, look, I'll talk about that if you want. Yeah. Um, most of us, when we think about charging or, you know, giving somebody, this is what it's going to cost to work with me. This is my package. If we focus on our rates, 
or how much we are worth or how much we deserve or, you know, what, what my income goal is. What happens is our, I call them gremlins. The little voices in your head will kick in immediately. Like, well, you know, who are you? Like everybody, everybody already, already knows that you can't charge like $500 an hour. What you can't like, and so when we focus on what I call the transaction, I'm going to charge X for Y, right? You're going to pay me this and I'll give you that. What happens is that's when our small self, you know, cause our, what I always say is your brain is not your friend. The goal of your brain is to keep you safe, small and stuck. It really is. Your brain is always on the, on the lookout. It's literally wired from the cave days, right? On the lookout for what could go wrong, what could happen, how could you be hurt here? And so your brain's like, oh, hell no, 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 you cannot, no, 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 right? Especially if you've been conditioned to give it away, not ask for much, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. So what we do is we think transformationally. So your value is like, instead of going, I want X amount per hour or per month, we, the value comes in when you say, what is the life-changing transformation that this, ha- this, that this client can get as a result of working with me? It's not even about you. For me, I'm really mission-driven. I love working with women that have like, I want to make a difference in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you understand that like literally everything you've gone through, all the good, the bad, the pain, the hell, the shit, the delight, the education, every single thing has put you right here in this moment and somebody could have literally been praying for you. They could have been just going, please, please, God, send me somebody that can help me. It could be you. And like, mm-hmm. how dare you just say they're going, oh, but I'm kind of afraid to say that on social media. I'm afraid to do a video. Ah! Yeah, no, <laughs> it's so I get true. a little preachy here. But that's it. That is how you own your value. You understand, for me, this is your soul's work in the world. If you're like a mission-driven person, right? Mm-hmm. And the change you can create for people, that's the greatest value. And then you should be compensated really well for that. Yeah. And I mean, I, the, the, the thing that strikes me that is that the value, I, I, I hate it when people say, well, you know, you have to charge what you're worth. Like, no, it's not about you. You know, it's, it's mm. the value is what it's worth to them. You know, and that's even beautiful. if they say no, it doesn't right. mean, it doesn't say anything about you. It just says like what you're offering. Right. isn't worth that much to them right now. You right. know, you, you go get a flight somewhere and then you get a flight on Christmas day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and it doesn't mm-hmm. like, and if you think, Oh, that flight's really expensive. It doesn't say anything about the airline. <laughs> you know, it just means like, <laughs> well, like that flight, flight isn't as important to me today. You know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can mm-hmm. fly in a week later or I can't. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's such a, do, do you find that women have different problems in that respect than men? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you look at, I don't know in in your country, what the TV shows were, but the TV shows in my country were very much women being subordinate women there. They were housewives. They, they didn't work. They, their, their identity, their purpose was to take care of the family and or, you know, I was raised with a mom that worked a couple nights a week, but it, she wasn't the income earner. So we weren't, again, if you're over 40, you weren't in the conversation of women being powerful. And if women were powerful, they were, they were called bitches. Oh, you're trying to act like a man, right? What kind of a mother would want to go out to work? Like it's, so there's a lot of cultural stuff. And I, just look, <laughs> I'm really dating myself. But when I, was, when I was in school, early school, 
girls don't even have sports teams, right? But like, like wow. I, that's how it was. And so, so if you look at men, a man can go on, you know, sports figure, can celebrate, can pump his fist. But if a woman does, she's too emotional. She's too intense, right? So we literally were not trained to step up. I mean, a man can walk in the room and just go, mm. I'm the man. Yeah. Have you ever heard a woman do that? Like she, she I mean, today, and, but it's just, I think I call it the post Oprah effect, right? Thanks to Oprah, women mm-hmm. have access to their power and their potency and their, their, yeah, women can make money. Women can be a contribution. But prior to that, it was a lot harder because there was just no role models and society wasn't equipped. I mean, women, women still make less money on the dollar, right? Like they That's still, it's still yeah. going. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's um, it's it's funny because it's a topic that like I always find myself flabbergasted because I grew up in East Germany, you know, and mm-hmm. East Germany with the wall and all of that. There was a lot of crap going on, but but on the front of gender equality, like when that wall came down, there was a sensation that we're like we're going five decades wow. back, wow. like you know where I grew up, like literally all the mothers worked. You know, that oh, okay. was just normal. Okay. There was like, yeah. you know, engineering courses at uni with 50 wow. women, you know, that was just normal. So that for me so to kind of then, yeah. you know, come out of that into like the society we know now, it's almost like, Isn't that, like that's a century I, back. That's weird. Yeah. You know? I, I wasn't aware of that. That Wow. Mm. That is fascinating. Well, that's, you have some advantage that your Western sisters didn't have over here. So mm. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So new decade, new year. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's yes, going on? Yes. What have you got in the pipeline? What have you got planned? So um, I have a book being launched, released in, a, in I probably, I don't know when this is launching, but early, early, probably early spring, I'll be having a book launch. Um, it's about, it's called Love Based Mission, how to create a business that serves your soul. Cause that's, that's what I'm about. So have a book launched. Um, just, you know, I haven't laid out all my programming yet, but hopefully a couple I'll, I'll start masterminds cause I love group work and I will have a couple of retreats cause I love that. Like, woo, that is more fun than anything going live, going deep. Right. Yes. Um, I have a podcast starting and I also have a really fun Facebook group called you'll, you'll appreciate this Anka, um, fierce AF women in business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so, because that's what I want. I want women to, you know, too many women apologize for their, for their everything. You know, they walk in the room and they're like, is it okay to take up space? And I'm like, oh, hell to the no, that is not going to happen on my watch. Right. And so, um, that's what I'm all about. So that's fabulous. It sounds like a great year ahead. Where can people find out about, you know, more about the book and what you're up yeah, to? Where, yeah, yeah. where can they go? Facebook? Yeah. What's so, um, obviously it goes website, in the show notes, but I like, I like you to say it so that people who just perfect, to look perfect. my website is tereskelly.com, T-H-E-R-E-S-E-S-K-E-L-L-Y.com. Um, Facebook, just, just my, my, not my business page. Cause I don't do much on that. Just, just put trees, you know, tree Skelly, Facebook, that's tree Skelly. Um, and if you want to join the women's fierce AF group, um, <laughs> it's just type in fierce AF with tree Skelly and, um, so those are the places you'll, you'll find all my stuff through those three places. So. 
Well, fabulous. Well, thank you so much. That was so much fun. And yeah, I knew we were on the same wavelength. It's yes. just, um, yeah, 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 I absolutely. think there's um, people who do your work are so needed because I think mm. it's time that, you know, women really step into that power that's there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank so, you. So and thank thanks you for being for a coming. great host. You've had, I love, love the questions. I've had fun playing with you. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'll speak to you again soon. Okay. Bye. 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 You're listening to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anka Herman and I'm your host. My guest today is what you'd call an accidental entrepreneur. After a 30-year career in psychotherapy and counseling and a huge wave of grief, she now, in her own words, blends mindset, intuition, and energy tools to help mission-driven women make more money doing what they love, plus some kick-ass mama bear love. She's a coach, speaker, host of the Happy Business Show podcast, and she's got a book coming out soon. Welcome, Therese Skelly. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have an idea for your business, something you'd love to bring into the world if you just knew if and how to move forward, I'd love to speak to you. Head over to ankaherman.com forward slash wild ideas. That's A-N-K-E-H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N, ankaherman.com forward slash wild ideas. Talk to you soon.